Welcome to Living in the Matrix. I'm Jonathan, and I'm left of center. And I'm Rich, and I tend to lean a little bit more to the right. But the bottom line is, is together we try to look for the balance of what it means to be human in today's world. Okay, let's uh, so let's get started, everybody. Um, this is Jonathan with Living in the Matrix. I'm here with my co-host, Rich. Say hello, Rich. Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Looking forward to an amazing, uh, grateful uh, week uh, coming up, you know? Glad Absolutely. Be I'm so glad you said that. I completely forgot that this is Christmas week. So a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, everybody. I have a bunch of friends who are uh, just celebrating Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. So if you're having holidays, may it be blessed and joyous. Um, so today we have a guest uh, a friend of mine named Brett Barlow. Brett and I met on Facebook about seven years ago, and he is the funniest man I have ever met. And because he has zero filter, he <laughs> basically says what he wants, but he owns it. That's what I love about him is that he says what he wants, but he believes in what he says. And so welcome, Brett. Thanks for coming to the show. Uh, I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad you guys are having me on. And uh, I appreciate your words. that they, they mean a lot to me. Um, yeah, no, I just, I was, uh, like I said, one night I was just sitting there and, and I <clears throat> contemplating, I do that a lot. Like, like mm -hmm. at nighttime, my wife will go in the bedroom and go to sleep and I'm, I just sit up in my chair and in, in silence and I just contemplate and I was just sitting there and I think about things and I remember you had a podcast and I was thinking about my near death experience because I think about it all the time. Um, not all the time. So like I obsessed I'm with sure it. it's, it's encapsulating into your life for sure. And I was like, gosh, you know, it's like, I really want to share my story. It's like my family and friends know. Um, but I'm sure there can't be a person out there alive that doesn't, isn't curious, you know, what's it like? And, you know, I've actually been there and, uh, you want me to just jump into the story? Yeah, so why don't you set it up and start wherever you want that you think is relevant to telling the story of when it happened or before, however you want to set it up at dive okay. in. Okay, so um, it happened in Scottsdale, Arizona. So me and my sister are really close. We're just we're the only two siblings. She's the only sibling I have. And uh, we get together every three months. They come up. I live in Reno. She lives in Scottsdale. And uh, they'll come up here. Three months later, we go down there. Just weekend trips. My, my wife, Leslie, and my sister and brother-in-law, the four of us are like, they're, they're like the three most important people to me. It's like the four of us just click. And uh, my brother-in-law is like like a brother to me. I mean, it's like, I, I, that's all how I think about it. And, my, and uh, anyway, so uh, we're down in Scottsdale. And when we go down there, it's just chill. We relax. Uh, you know, we go out to lunch. We, you know, barbecue. Well, this day was a Saturday, and um, there was a tequila festival in Old Old Scottsdale during the day. If you, don't, if you ever meet Brett, know that he loves alcohol. <laughs> like, tequila you sounds drink like more than anybody I've ever met in my life. Like, you you drink a massive but you're very sane about it. Well, the thing is, I, I, I like to say I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just always down to drink. Right. <laughs> yeah, you love to drink. It's not that you want to be an alcoholic and you're running from all your problems. You just love to drink. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so we, we've been at this tequila festival during the day and uh, we get home from that, you know, a little buzzed from it, you know, nothing major. And uh, 
<clears throat> then we kind of roll into the evening and uh, beers and um, we barbecued and anyway, just nice evening, you know, all, all, you know, by this time, it's probably like nine o'clock at night and uh, we're all feeling comfortable. We're all feeling at ease, if you, if you know what I mean. And so we get in their hot tub and um, every, every house in Scottsdale has a swimming pool, most of them with hot tubs. And it's like a hot tub and the pool's right next to it with a little waterfall that goes over. And we're sitting in there and uh, when you get too hot, you kind of just fall, you just kind of fall out of the hot tub into the pool and cool off. Well, my sister, my sister is saying, it's like, it's like well, it's 59 degrees in, in there right now. You don't want to do that. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go in. That's cool. You're like, come on, just go in. I'm like, all right, I'll go in. So I'm buzzed. And so I, I fall over the side of the hot tub into the pool like I've done a thousand times because I've been down there you know so many times and were you expecting cold or were you expecting it nice yeah it's cold yeah, I, was, I was expecting cold and uh but I'm like I'm like whatever it's like it, it, it'll be momentary and I'll cool off sure well, I fall into the hot tub and uh or fall into the pool from the hot tub and I hit my bot my head on the bottom of the pool and all I thought to myself was that really hurt but that was it it didn't knock me unconscious i'm just like ouch that hurt and then i start after i hit my head i'm just like oh my gosh i can't move and i float up to the top and i'm like oh my gosh i can't move and i can hear could you move your head that's all i could do is move my head that's all i could do is move my head and i can i can hear my sister and brother-in-law and Leslie in the hot tub, you know, chattering at me. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't move. And all of a sudden it sunk into me. It's like, I'm going to die. There wasn't a doubt in my mind. I'm going to die because I'm a jackass. And they're going to think I'm just joking around because they said it, the water was cold. And I'm like. I couldn't, all I could move was my head. So I start shaking my head back and forth, trying to get their attention. And I can hear them, you know, so it's like, oh, he's just kidding. He's just kidding. And all of a sudden, the realization and the panic, I'm going to fucking die. And it's like, I knew it. And I'm just like, oh my God. And it just, it, the, 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 the fear is beyond imagination to be conscious and know that you intimately, you're going to die. And it was the, the fear was so intense. I mean, beyond imagination. And I just shaking my head before I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. And I can like I can literally feel myself crying with my face underwater. And I'm like, I'm gonna die. And I was just Were you in a did you feel like you were paralyzed at that I point? Was or was that I was paralyzed. You were? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you were conscious that you were paralyzed and that's what brought on the panic. Like you couldn't do anything about it. Okay. Yes. Cause it's like, I'm like, they're not going to, they're not going to get in to help me because I'm a jackass and they're going to think I'm joking. And that's exactly, that's exactly what happened. And I don't know for how long it was like that. I mean, t time kind of through this whole process, I don't think it was very long. Um, but I'm just, the fear was, it's like, even when I just, when I think about the situation, I can uh, I can literally take myself back there and feel the emotion. So if I feel like I'm getting choked up, it's because it's like it it, it, it was that intense.
it's like it's like it's like telling the story takes me back to that and i can i can almost feel it's like i have moments in my day just out of the blue i'll have a flashback of that and i'm just like oh god i mean i like i mean i'm just like it's it, that's how terrifying it was and so i'm just terrified beyond words i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die i'm gonna die and then all of a sudden it was like the best way to explain it is like let's say there's a whiteboard that has writing all over it it is you know whatever just covered with writing it's like someone took an eraser and wiped the whiteboard clean and all of a sudden all the fear all the panic all of it just disappeared and I was in this state of it's uh the best way to describe it is uh that that uh, bible verse from philippians the peace that surpasses all understanding and it's like every worry every guilt every anxiety everything that it just it was just gone i was just in this undescribable state of peace mm -hmm. and I didn't see a white light. I, you know, my dog, my dogs that empath didn't come jumping into my arms. You know, there was no pearly gates, but I was just in this, this extreme. It's like, I, I can't, it's, it's hard. It, 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 well, again, it, it, I can't describe well, it. Do your best to describe it. What can you describe? You know, that's, that's the best way to put it. I was just, it, it, there was, it, it was, it was dark. I mean, I, 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 it's not like I, I didn't see anything. But you had a sense of peace. That sounds like the dominating factor. I had, I had this sense of peace, again, that surpasses all understanding. It's like, I, I can't, it's like you, you can't imagine the peace I was in. It was just like nothing mattered. Literally, I, I had this, there wasn't really even thoughts. It was just this sense of not nothing matters, but it's like nothing matters. And not in a bad way, not like things on. on you Meaning know, it's not bad. your responsibility. I think that's what, so Rich and I have interviewed previous people who have been through an experience like that. And it's um, the overwhelming majority of the people, because I've studied near death for quite a long time. And the overwhelming majority of people who experience near death have a, um, overwhelmingly good experience yeah that's what it sounds like you were weird yeah it, 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 all hey, Brent, i i apologize let's pause here for a second because yeah, i can hear rich in the background we'll yeah, this. you okay i'm loving Everything it okay bro you're freezing up are you okay oh there you are Okay, your screen is freezing. I don't know if I have a bad connection. Okay, sorry, Brett. Let's uh, jump back in. Um, was your experience overwhelmingly positive? Yes and no. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes, in the sense that the state of peace I was in was so incredible um, that I just like with the, the fear of knowing I was going to die, it was just as incredible, but just the opposite end. And so, yes, in, in that sense, um, I mean, like I said, I, I just can't, I can't say it enough, mm -hmm. the, the state of peace I was in. It was like, I, I, 
there weren't even thoughts. I was just, it's like, it's like nothing mattered. You know, everything that had ever bothered me in my life mm-hmm. meant nothing. It's like, it, it, I mean, it just, it meant nothing. It's like, it, 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 it was like this realization of don't sweat the small stuff, but on a, on, on, you know, on a huge scale, it's like, it's like everything that it's it ever bothered me. It didn't, you know, it didn't matter. It's like nothing mattered. I was just so at peace. I, it, it was like, and I had this feeling like, I mean, like this lightness, it's like, like, cause life is, life can be very heavy. Life mm-hmm. can feel very heavy. And yeah. especially with our physical bodies, it can feel so heavy sometimes. And it was, it was all the heaviness was gone. And I was just in this complete state of peace. I say, I, you know, it, it, it I, sometimes I, I'm at a loss for words to describe it, but, um, it was just, it, it was incredible. And I, I just, I just remember thinking the only, the only thought I had was I th- actually, this was before I actually died, but while I was, while I was drowning, um, the only, uh, I felt bad for my sister and my brother-in-law and my, and my wife mm-hmm. because I knew I was going to die and they're going to have to live with it mm-hmm. and they're going to, and that's going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. And I, that made me, feel, that made me really, really sad. But some, but, well, especially because they were literally right there and yeah. you understand in the context of the situation, it was a joke. They're probably thinking, okay, we're not going to play his game. And they don't understand that that's not really the game you're playing, but they think it is. And so, and you're aware of that. Like you can see the pain all around what's going to happen because like they didn't rescue you when they could have. And that was the irony of the event. It's like, yeah. That that's a hard. So, what happened at that point? Like, did you stay there for a while? How long did it feel like? It felt it felt like it felt like it, it only felt like minutes. But I, I, I um and after talk, yeah, you know, well, let me continue on. Let, let me just tell you. I'll tell you the rest of the story. Okay, go ahead. I know. I know the focus of the story is what did I experience while I was while I was. We'll there. come back to that. Yeah, go yeah. ahead and finish the story, and we'll come back to that. So, um, I'm in this complete state of peace, and then the next thing I know, I look up and I'm I'm looking at my wife and my sister, and um, I guess this is you know because it had been terrifying for them as well, but my my finally my brother-in-law got in the pool and pulled me out, and my face was blue, my stomach was completely just just you know huge because of all the water and uh my sister had run in to grab the phone and she came running out and like i said I, um leslie was giving me mouth to mouth and my sister was pumping on my chest mm-hmm. and they brought me back and oh wow so the next thing i remember is you just cut out of, the water were you, were you... Side and, and, and throwing up all of the water got it and um so the, 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 the temporary paralysis had pretty, it somewhat subsided because I could, I, I turned this way. And then next thing I know, the paramedics are there. Part of the story that is so positive for me is 
So anyway, they take me to the hospital in Scottsdale. Let me ask you a detailed question, Brett, though. From the point you rose to the surface to the point where you woke up, how long was that to them? My sister said it was probably no more than two minutes. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. So she said it was probably about two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, it's like I said, I, I can't stress that enough. It's like, it's not, it, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't like near death experiences like I've heard or read about or you hear about. It wasn't anything like that. I was just, I can't stress enough the state of peace I was in. It was just, I mean, again, beyond words. But um, so anyway, they take me to the hospital in Scottsdale. And here's the part of the story that is, is in, was encouraging in hindsight. I mean, it all just, it was a blur, kind of. But so I, I'm in the emergency room. And um, by the time we got there, I had full feeling back in my arms and legs. And, What's your uh, mental state as you're sitting there? Um, confused. Okay. Um, to just to go to experience the ex, the extreme fear to experiencing the extreme peace and you know being a little bit intoxicated on top of it all together it was just kind of confused um i remember crying in the ambulance on the on the way to the hospital um because at that point i still didn't have full feeling in my arms and legs but i could like Anyway, I, um, I remember crying and they're asking the paramedic if I'm going to be okay. And he didn't answer me. Anyway, so we're, so I, I'm in, I'm in the, uh, the emergency room and I have feeling back and they took me in for an MRI on my neck and they'd give me some fentanyl because I was in a lot of pain in my shoulders and neck. And, uh, so I'm, I, they, after the MRI, the, the neurosurgeon comes in. And he says, when you leave here, um, go directly to the casino and gamble everything you have. He says, it is a miracle that you're not dead or at the very least paralyzed. He says, he goes, there is nothing between your top two vertebrae. There is no cartilage whatsoever. There, he goes, he goes, he goes, you should be dead. I mean, he used the word miracle. And so that kind of, you know, you know, again, the whole situation and the fentanyl, I was just kind of, okay, you know, I, I heard what he said, but it, 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 I, I didn't grab the, uh, the depth of it until I could think about it down the road. But then the next day, so they, they checked me into the hospital. They weren't going to let me leave. They wanted to do surgery in Scottsdale and they wouldn't let me out until I had, a, had an appointment with a neurosurgeon in Reno. Well, what was the actual injury? Was I, it? I, I, my, my, my top two vertebrae in the top of my neck collapsed together. Rest. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, but for whatever reason, for what the surgeon says, a miracle, they uncollapsed. Um, but then the next day, 
a different neurosurgeon comes in. I'm, they check, they admit me to the hospital. And he again said, it's a miracle that you're here. Any What's going to happen when they do collapse? Does that sever your spine and kill you? It, well, it, the reason the reason I should have died is because what happens is that usually you're, um, you lose control of your diaphragm and you suffocate. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what the surgeon said to me. He goes, he goes, is that is that you, your your diaphragm becomes paralyzed and you suffocate. And so, um, but then he used the word miracle. He says, it's a miracle you're here. Um, and to hear two doctors use the word miracle, doctors don't use that word lightly. And um, no, they don't. No, and uh, so they wouldn't let me. So they wouldn't let me leave until I had an appointment with a, a neurosurgeon up here. And so I was in the hospital there for four days. And uh, it's kind of funny. When they let, when Leslie got a hold of my best friend here in Reno, and he, he's got a neighbor that's a neurosurgeon here in town. Anyway, I got an appointment set up. So they were, they they were going to let me leave the hospital. Otherwise, they would even just do the surgery there. But they, when, they, when, they, when I left, they had me on a leash. They put it... They, unless they had to walk me out on a leash because they say it's like if you fall forward and hit your head you're gonna die yeah and so i'm walking out of the hospital on a leash <laughs> um but then i i get back here and uh met with the neurosurgeon the day after so this is like five days after and he did a new mri and, he, and again without even talking to the doctors in scottsdale he comes in and says it's a miracle that, that you're sitting in front of me. He goes, he goes, you know, you should be dead if not, or at least not, at least paralyzed. And so having three different scientists, if, if you will, use the word miracle um, really made me think. Like God what, is trying to tell you something, Brett. It was, it a, what, is it a miracle? It's like, it's like, is it a miracle? And I don't know. It's um, just, you know, retelling the story. It's uh, it's it's really, it's really heavy. Um, but it added. Well, that's a good. Let me ask you a question here, okay? Because you approached us and said, "I'd love to share my story." Part of those kind of experiences are typically because people are trying to process things. What's going on inside that now that you're telling it? What does it mean to you? To kind of hear this story again and well, I, really it. I, I I feel I feel comfort. It's like it's like I was raised I was raised Catholic and, and I, I, I do have a strong Christian belief. I don't I'm not mm -hmm. religious. Mm -hmm. I mean no, I, you're I, not. I'm spirit I'm spir I'm definitely Very spiritual. Good. Yes, you are. I'm definitely spiritual. So um it it gave me a sense of it strengthened my faith in one sense, but then yep. gave me some doubt in another. Um, it's, I mean, the doctors using the word miracle and the fact that I am still alive and not paralyzed. And, you know, it, it, it uh, you made a full recovery. Yeah. I, no had, I, had, I had, yeah, I had surgery and they, and they, they fused the, the two top vertebrae. And so it's like, that, that'll, that will never be an issue again. You're all good. Yeah, but um, I mean, but then there's part of me. It's like, well, what if? Because I, I, 
I what if a lot. Um, what if that sit there, think about it. It's like, why didn't I see Jesus? Why didn't I see a white light? Why didn't, you know, I, my dogs there, why was I just in this black space? It's like, even though I was completely at peace, it's like, what if that's, what if that's all there is? It's just like, okay, you know, lights out, you know, we're just really intelligent insects and, you know, any faith I have about something isn't real. But so it's like, that, that, that's always just like, it's like, you don't know for sure. It's like, cause you didn't experience anything like you imagined you would experience when you die. It's like when, when, when I think all of us imagine what the stories we read or the, or, or the movies we watch or whatever, it's like, that's kind of imprinted in, in, in us that that's going to be your experience. And, it, and so there's, there's this, this tiny voice that says, well, what if, what if what you experience is all there is? And then I had this conversation with it, with myself in my head and I'm like, well, God knew it wasn't my time. So, so these are the two voices talking in my head. The one says that the second one is like, well, God knew it was my time. So he's not going to show me the glory of heaven. And, you know, because if he showed me the glory of heaven, maybe I really wouldn't want to come back. And so he's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. What do you mean by the glory of heaven? Like what's in your mind when you say that? When I say the glory of heaven, I, I, I go back to thinking of um, having some type of visual, you know, some light. It's like I do have these perceptions of I am going to meet Jesus. I do have these perceptions of my, I'm going to see my dogs that have, that, that have been gone. I'm going to see my parents. It's like I have these. It's like it, it, that's just what my brain expect, expected, and it wasn't what I expected. And so I have this conversation, you know, the two voices we all have in our heads at all, all the time. And it's like, we all do it. It's like, they're just talking to each other back and forth. And, uh, but the, you know, that's, that's where the, the little bit of doubt comes in. It's like, what if what I did experience is that's it. It's just lights out. And, you know, and. But let me stop you real quick and ask in hindsight, how long has it been? How long ago was it? You know, uh, almost three years. Okay, so three years you've had got to sit with it. Um, what was the value of the feeling of peace? Because that's a pretty profound experience that I don't think most human beings really ever get to that degree. That's a rare experience. I, I can tell you that unless you've had a, a, a near-death experience like I had, it's like you, you, you can't, you, again, you can't imagine how, it, how, how the piece, the depth of the piece that was, I don't, I don't know what word to use. It's like, you, you, you can't even imagine it. Like and, words, we talk about words on this show a lot. Like in the beginning was the word. And, and the reason is because word is the packet of information that we communicate between each other. So it's very powerful to be able to communicate. The problem is when we talk about things like the kingdom of God or heaven or near death and, and what that space looks like, even the unified field in quantum physics, it's impossible to describe because words cannot do it justice ever. Exactly. Like, the, the yeah. Language is so limited. Language is so limited. It's like, I mean, it is, it's just it, it, words. There's, there's, for me, there's lots of things that, you know, are beyond words but this what was like i said it was just it was such an intense thing again so let, me, 
let me ask you a question there because that's yeah. an important point do you feel at that moment that it was in your head an awareness of peace or was it a sensation of peace oh no it was it was a sensation it was okay. it wasn't it wasn't there were there there wasn't any thoughts i mean it, it's like literally i i didn't have any thoughts it's like okay. you know i was just in this state of absolute yes. peace and it's like it was almost like i wasn't even me anymore it was just like i was just you know i was just in a state of peace again it, it, i don't have the words to say it but it's like it wasn't even me it's like it's like nothing mattered but it just the peace was so intense and you know for three three years you know kind of thinking about this it's like you know i i, I told you how you know it uh strengthened my faith in the sense that uh that that uh you know i really think it, you know when i think about that it's like i think I don't think God, I don't, I don't, God doesn't jump into our lives and, 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 and make changes. But I think there are instances in life where every, every once, every once in a while, he'll, uh, he'll just put his finger in, in a situation and say, uh, uh, and just, and I, I, I just, I, it's like, I have this, this feeling like he just, God's finger touched my neck and, you know, it's like, no, not today. And it's like, it's like, there's part of me that really thinks that. And it's like, and it's like, I'm not done here. It's like, um, you know, my, uh, my job isn't over. Um, so do you find those words, Brett, to be um, shameful or empowering? Empowering. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was like, hey, hey, I want to show you something. Yeah. You know, and, it, it, and it's like I, I, I felt like uh, I have more purpose. Not that I didn't I didn't have purpose before, but, you know, I, I guess it, it might be along the lines of, you know, the lone survivor of a plane crash. It's like, why me? You know, it's, it's, it's kind of that feeling. And uh but then when I think about the other side that I was talking about where, you know, I didn't, I didn't have the, the experiences like I thought I, it, was, it wasn't like I thought it would be or imagined it would be. And then I think, well, what if it is just, you know, at the end of the day, it's just lights out and then you just don't exist any longer. And I think to myself, it's like, I don't think that, I don't think that's the case. I don't believe that's the case. But if that is the case, I'm okay with it. I, I mean, because I was at peace and uh, I don't know, it was Aristotle or Socrates. Um, I remember one of the philosophy classes that talk, talks about, um, they said, if, if the afterworld doesn't exist and in, in, in the end of my life, it's just an eternal nap, I'm okay with it. You know, obviously atheists, different religions, you know, everybody's got something else different to believe. Um, I want people to know that in the end, whether you're correct in your faith or not, you're still going to be at peace, you know? It's, and so life isn't something to be afraid of. It's like it, that and also um, don't let life, don't, don't let life weigh you down. 
because in the end, it doesn't matter. When you're dead, it, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. Whether you go to heaven, you go to hell, or you're just worm food, in the end, at the end of your life, the shit that bothers you, the things you worry about, it, they don't matter. It doesn't matter. In fact, I use that, I use that memory of like when I'm in a really stressful situation or, or a circumstance in my life, I can take myself back to that. And it's like, well, and this sounds morbid, but I literally say to myself, don't sweat it. Someday you're going to be dead. And, and it's like, so it's like, it, I just, I know it sounds morbid, but it's, but it's true. It's like, I, I, you know, just for people that, that haven't had, well, most people, I want it to be a message of encouragement and maybe some other people, um, maybe you can give some other people some peace. Um, you know, it's, it was just, it was so intense. I mean, it, it, it it's, I just wanted to, I, I, I want to share with people. I want to share with people that there's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing. Brett, how, how do you think this has changed your life over the last three years? Um, definitely in a positive way in the sense that, like I said, it's like, I do have a better realization that it just doesn't matter. And it, it's like, so I can live my life with less stress or anxiety. doesn't mean I don't get, get stressed or have anxiety. And I don't let my eat, you know, it, it, it's, it's like my, some, my, I have a pretty, the Broncos are in the shitter this year. <laughs> but Jonathan, Jonathan, it doesn't matter. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's it doesn't okay. Matter. You know what, actually, it's funny you mentioned that because that's one of the things that I have let go completely of this year is if my team loses, it doesn't matter. It's okay. <laughs> I don't have to get all freaked out about it. It doesn't matter. So I, I, I think, I think that's the, that's the main thing, thing I'd like to say is that it's like, I, you know, I can philosophize in, in therapy myself about this thing all day long, but the bottom line is, is I want people to know in, in, in the end, at the end of your life, everything that, that, that every moment you lost to, to stress and anxiety or anything is like, it doesn't matter. And it's like, I have this sense of like, I just want to be the best person I can be and, and, you know, um, hopefully have a positive effect on people's lives and just be the best person I can. And, and, and I just, I, I live with that feeling of, it's like, I just, I just, I, I tell people that I appreciate them all the time. I mean, even people that I don't even know that well. Um, I, I just, I just want, it gave me a sense of just wanting to share with people. Be a, I want it to matter that I lived and that, it, and that, and that um, I had a positive effect on people's lives. And it gave me a stronger sense that I've always felt that way. And you know, you know, I want to be a good person, but I just, I, I want to have, I want to have a positive effect on people's lives. And re, however, you know, the end is, you know, good, Richard. The way how I feel about it is that I think I think everything matters. I mean, everything. It it's hard to describe. I have this philosophy that I'm just going to get up each day and do the best I can and be the best person I can be 
and 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 try to and, and be good to other people, to to animals, to to dog, and just I just want to be the best person I can be. And whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I have no control over. It. I have, I mean, I, I I have no control. So it's like I I think that you know while we're alive, it's like I think everything matters, but I think when you get to the end of your life, it's like the, all the. It, it, all the things that weighed you down during your life that you let ruin your day it's like that stuff it just doesn't matter i mean it it, it just it just doesn't it's like Brett, let, let me give you a let me give you a take here because i rich and i have been talking about uh we've had several near deaths my mom was a near-death case she actually died for uh seven minutes on a on the operating table um, so I have a long history of this and I've looked into it, but here's what's hit me with your story, because it is unique, is your experience was no head whatsoever. There's, it was not up here. This, all the judgment and the worry was gone. And instead you had the experience of peace, which is in your body. And I think that's what most men don't know how to do is go from here to here. And in that moment, this got turned off inside of you and this got turned on and you had no part in it. You could, you literally were paralyzed and it was done for you. And I think that's part of the journey as a human being is it's very easy to live up here, especially as men, because this is the dominating center of logic and strategy. We're that, We've got to watch out the world. We're the protectors. We're the we're the hunters. And the reality is, is if we live completely up here, we miss out on the rich tapestry that comes here. And I think that's what you got to you got it flipped so dramatically that uh, you got to experience something that most people don't get to experience. Is what does it live like? And this is when we talked to Virginia Drake, who is our other guest on here near death. She said. The afterlife is experienced now by going into your body. That's what she taught us. And you had that experience thrust upon you through paralysis. Like you literally couldn't move your body and it just went funk. And I think that to me is the lesson here. Now, I don't know if the lesson is even the right word, but like the insight of you got to experience what life is like when you turn the head off and you turn the heart on. And, and that, that's it's interesting that you say that because I, I think to myself when I one of the things when I when I think about this is like it, it was like my ego died. That I mean that that, that 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 I can literally say that that is one description I can I can, I can say is that it felt like my ego was dead yeah. and it felt like my soul let out a huge sigh. That I mean those are those are two things that that I could take away from because again there was no thoughts I was just in this state of peace I I didn't think to myself. Oh, I'm in a state of peace. This is nice. It wasn't like that. There was no thoughts. I was just at peace. And um, like I said, the, the, I think those are two of the best ways to describe it. It's like my ego died in it, in that time, and my, it felt like my soul let out a big sigh. It was just, and it, it, it and so like I said, I think that the, the thing I can take away from it is the realization is that it, none of this stuff we 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 fret about while we're alive. It just doesn't matter. Just be the best person you can be, and whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And because the, it, that's all, really, the, only, the only two things we have control over in our lives are the decisions we make and the amount of effort we put into something. That's it. 
I have control over nothing else except those two things. Mm -hmm. The decisions I make and the amount of effort I put into what I'm doing. Well, I think a lot, a lot of our worries are everything that happens out here and what really matters, because we're asking the fundamental question, does nothing matter? No, that doesn't feel right. What does matter? And the problem is, is that we focus so much out here that we miss this matters. What's inside of us, our value, like you came to peace with yourself. That's a radical experience. It was, it was, it was extremely radical. Like I said, it's like, I've been contemplating it, you know, for three years and it's like, and uh, it's, I, I don't know. There's not, there's probably not a day goes by that I, it doesn't at least cross my mind. I mean, it, it I mean, it just, it, it uh, it, it, and again, I, I want to stress, like, you know, I said, you know, I realized that nothing matters. What you said is, is, is what I meant. It's not like, nothing, it's not like, you know, it's not like our lives are insignificant. It's like, but you know, our lives are significant to the point on, um, the effect we have on, on other people. Good or bad. I think what really matters, what really matters is at the core is that we take care of ourselves. You think about that logic. If every human being said, I'm just going to take care of myself so that I am not a harm. And if you can raise that elevation to I'm going to be someone who loves, but even just no harm, the world would be an extremely peaceful place. And I think that's what we do is we go, let's change all of this out here and not change this, and then we expect it to create peace, and it never will. So we need to flip that logic and say, like you're saying, stop worrying about all that and start just taking care of your own self. And, and, and the thing is, I'm, I'm really glad that, that you guys are having me on because just talking to you guys about it, it's therapeutic for me. It's like, it's, it, you know, I've had great conversations with my wife about it. She, you know, but I mean, just to get your guys' perspective, it's like, it, it, it you know, it's, it's therapeutic for me. And, um, you yeah, know, I really appreciate, appreciate this. But it's funny. I was, I was thinking, it's like, you know, um, the title of, of, the, of, of your podcast is Life in the Matrix. So funny thing is like, you know, thinking of, contemplating this, 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 what happened the last few years I've had, I've gone on tangents where it's like, well, what if I'm just actually in the matrix and, you know, and, 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 you know, and my, my turns over, or I've literally thought of myself as a Sims player and there's, there's some, and I'm in a game and somebody's like, you know, controlling me, making me do this and that, or bringing this into my life. And here's a dog and, oh, here's your wife. And it's like, I'm part of a game. It's like, I don't believe that, but my, I've gone down those tangents. It's like, well, what if I am just in the matrix? And so my, my, my son said to me, he goes, he goes, well, if that's the case, that means you don't believe in God. And I'm like, oh, no, if that's the case, I would believe in God even more because somebody had to create the matrix. Um, so science is really exploding right now in the quantum field, uh, quantum physics world. And there's a, there's a construct called unified field. And the unified field is pure energy that has no, it's basically resonance. It's perfect energy. And um, there's no dichotomy. There's no split. You take the atom and keep going, 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 going down to the rudimentary element. It's called the unified field. I think that's what it is. I think it's exactly what you experience. And I think that's why it becomes so powerful is you experience that energy and it becomes so the, the, the root word is gnosis or knowledge. You, you cannot deny your experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 that's the thing. It's not a mental thing that you heard about or saw. Yeah, you felt it. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's an experience that I could have never imagined having. It's, yeah. it's like it, it, I could have never imagined it. I mean, it, 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 like I said, it's just beyond. Work. And again, I just I want to reiterate, like I, I did before, say like, when I say nothing matters, I didn't mean nothing matters. But what you said, Rich, what you said is like that's what I meant. It's like, and so, yeah, it's, it, uh, Brent, what was Leslie's take? I'd be curious because she's um, she was with you through the entire experience. What was her take? Yeah. She, she, she was just, I, I put myself in their shoes because, it, you know, they went through a trauma just as much I did, just different. And she was, she was just happy I was alive. I remember I was I was I was in the they got they got me in the ambulance and uh, she had gone into change because we were all in our swimsuits to, to follow me to the hospital and I remember um, her coming up and squeezing my foot while I was in there and it's like I could feel that and it, it was like it was like the, the the best touch I'd ever felt because it was my wife touching my foot and just just knowing that and. And I, I think it was shortly after that that when we were when I was in the ambulance, I was crying and asking the, the paramedic if I was gonna be okay. Because it's like, you know, I just I knew how much she loved me. And um and when I was in the hospital there, you know, it was during COVID, because this is in 2021. And uh and uh, so there was she could only come up for like an hour an hour a day. And she came every day, and then one the first day she came in, she crawled into bed with me. I'm laying there in the bed. It's just a single bed and she's crawled in, just wrapped her arms around me. And uh, it was, it, I mean, it's, I just, you know, I know how much she loves me. And it's like, I'm, I was just so glad that I was, that, that I, I didn't die because I just would have missed her so much. You know, so I, for those who, uh, we recorded a little bit, but we didn't record our pre-conversation. We talked about, you and I talked a little bit about Leslie I want to give a testimony to Brett and Leslie. They have one of the most unique relationships in terms of two people who really belong together. And so part of what you're sharing is that sense of connectedness that you have with your wife. I agree, a thousand. I, I agree a thousand percent. It's like we, t we tell each other every day. We must tell each other we love each other. Say I love you at least 10 times a day. Almost as many times as I make her laugh. That's another thing is we make each other laugh every single day. And and um, I, it's like God could not have. There isn't a person that has ever lived or could ever live that would be more a perfect match for me than that woman. And it's it's like she's. I mean, she she's my life. She really is. It's like I love my 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 friends and my and, and my family and and my life would just be meaningless without her. And that was one of the things, you know, that I took, took away from that. It's like, I never, I, it, it didn't make, it, it didn't remind me, it just, but it, it, but it cemented in me how much, I, how much, how much she means to me. It, it, and it, it, she meant the world to me before that instance. It's just the feeling of just losing, you know, not being with her. And the fact that I, that I still am is, uh, it's, I am so grateful.
Well, it's, 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 so that's why it reminds you. So that the night I was in the emergency room after the they did the MRI and the, the surgeon had come and gone. So me and my wife have this running joke that like, so we have this insurance policy and we have a little arm for it that says there's an extra 150,000 if you die in an accident. <laughs> and so I'm laying there, hopped up on fentanyl, just, you know, and uh, it's still in the emergency room. And I, and I said to Leslie, I go, I go, hey, hey, honey, I go, you do realize that would be considered an accident, don't you? And she goes, too soon, too soon. Too soon. She goes, she goes, that's not funny right now. It'll be funny tomorrow. It's not, it's not funny right now. <laughs> so we've had... Um... We've had a guest on here. Her name was Brittany, who uh, really kind of took it to the nth degree from a nihilistic standpoint of nothing does matter. She reached that conclusion and says, I, I don't find that a valuable journey, but it was an interesting take. And I think that's what we're wrestling with here is how, how do we find that good middle ground where something matters? I, I think, and I've thought about that. I, I think... Yeah, I imagine if I was an atheist, it's like I I think to myself like then if 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 the atheists are right, in my opinion, nothing does matter. I mean, I mean, what's the point? I mean, we're just really smart insects, you know. We're that we're we're, that we're just we're we're, we're apes. We're, we're monkeys with anxiety. I mean, if, if 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 God does not exist, then we're just monkeys with anxiety, and nothing really does matter because why? To what end? It's like who cares? And so that's, but think for me, there is an absolute difference between right and wrong. And if there's a difference between right and wrong, then there's good and evil. And it, there's three reasons I believe in God. One is love is the only thing that really matters. I mean, literally money, that's the, you get down to the core of it. The bottom line is the only thing that matters is love. Number one, number two, Second reason I believe in God is what I just said is that I think there's definitely a difference between right and wrong. And aside from my Christian beliefs, which I which I have, the third reason I believe that God exists is because dogs exist. It's like I, I, I can't imagine that random chance, chaotic random chance, created a loving creature like a dog. It's like that's just it. it, 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 it I can't imagine that. And it's like. I heard this story that it says that uh, uh, dog is spelled the way it is is because it's God spelled backwards, and God created them to give us a glimpse of what His um, unconditional love is like. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, it, it's a nice story, but it's like I, it just feels right, though it really does. You know, it's like one of those things about life that feels that way. Well, I think that's the irony of Brett's experience is Brett's experience solidified that idea, which is stop worrying about the rest of the world and just take care of yourself. You need you and be at peace with you. And when you do that, and everybody would do that, life would be radically different. It's like, instead of focusing on changing the world, like people just, like they just consume media with this idea that anything can be changed out here. When in reality, where peace begins is it begins inside. And I think that's the, that's, the, that's the matrix. That's leaving the matrix. Leaving the matrix is assuming you can change anything outside of yourself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that.
So, so Brett, did uh, did your near death experience have any effect on your love for Denver? <laughs> because I feel like the tables the tables turned a little bit. I know I'm turning the conversation a little bit, but you're so, you and I haven't had that conversation because I'm a massive Raiders fan, and we've actually been better than you lately. But now we suck. We both suck. So. <laughs> no, you know for sure. No, the thing is, growing up in Denver, it's, it's like they injected into your blood. I mean, it's like growing up in Denver. So it's, like, it's yeah, they just become hard. Did I tell you that my wife's mother, her stepmother, uh, was the caretaker for Denver's family? Oh, really? Yes, she actually took care of uh, what was what's the family's name? The Bolin family. Yeah, she took care of the mom, and the dad was the one who owned the of the family. Yeah, they both ended up having Alzheimer's, right? They did, yes. It was tragic. Uh, yeah. Tragic story. He was yeah. such a great guy. He really made Denver. He really did. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And yeah. here's my next question for you. Uh, should John Nelway stay away from Denver? <laughs> he, he Actually, he's, he's no longer with them. So he left, finally. Okay. Uh, three years ago. Okay. Yeah, he was general manager, and then they got rid of it. He, he stepped down. I think he realized it's like he had he had a few few bad drafts, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, uh, just a few. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so then so, so then they mortgaged the entire franchise to get Russell Wilson. So you have to straighten that out at the end of the year, one way or another. Yeah, you guys are in trouble with that one, Brett. What was the name of the quarterback that was like six foot seven or oh, six? Foot um, oh, uh, uh, Brock. Uh, Brock yes. Yeah. Rock Osweiler. That's when I knew Denver was in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, the thing is, is that after when Manning retired, they actually offered him a, a big contract, for, uh, yeah. a big five-year contract. But he yeah. wanted. He, he was pissed that he got. He didn't get to play in the Super Bowl because he won the last four games of the year for him that year. That he took. He went to uh, the Texans, and then his career. His career is just done. Yeah. 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 Oh, good times. So Brett, where uh, where does like take take you now? You're retired, right? Yep, I've been retired be two, almost two years. It's two years this month. And where do you think life is taking you after something like this? Do you think it's just hey, this is my story to tell, or do you think it's bigger than that? What do you think you do with this? Um, I don't think it's I I, I don't think it's bigger than this. I mean, I I I, I wouldn't know. It's like I I I I. I so it was for you primarily. Yeah, I, I relish the opportunity for you guys to give me the opportunity to tell my story. Yeah. Very thankful for that. Um, but uh, for, for me, it's just it's just personal. It's just you know, it's like I think you know after talking with you guys for the last hour, it's like what you had to say, John, is that I think I think God gave me a gift, mm -hmm. and and you know, it's like you know, this is what it can be like. You know, it, He gave me a gift. One by the experience itself and two by bringing me back. And I, it's like, I really believe that, like I said earlier, God doesn't, you know, God lets us have our free will, but I think every once in a while, he'll just put his finger on something. He's like, that's, that this, that this isn't going to happen today. And I, it's like, I, I, I literally imagine God's finger, like touching me in the back of the neck and separating those two people. Because otherwise if they would, if they would have stayed collapsed, I would have, I would have, my diaphragm would have been paralyzed. I would suffocate. Well, that's what that is what happened. So, Brett, uh, final question, Rich. I'll let you ask one more too. Um, in that moment, um, 
you kind of learned a new reality of life. Do you have glimpses of that feeling or do you feel like it's oh, yeah. still there? I can take, when I think about it, I can, I can feel the edges of that, of that, of that feeling. I can't, you know, I, I can't have that feeling, but I can remember what it feels like. And it feels like I'm on the edges of it. I think everybody should, I mean, I should have that experience. I mean, to, 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 to feel what it feels like to, to not have an ego is, is, I mean, is, is, can be life changing because like I said, you know, back in the walking world, it's like my, you know, I have an ego and things bother me and, you know, and, but I can take myself to that place. I can remember that situation and it kind of gives me perspective. It gives me perspective. I, 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 I would, I would think everybody would, could, could benefit from having an experience like this. So we talk about psychedelics just so you know what it's like. It's like, okay, well, I know I can, you know what it feels like to not have an ego and and um it doesn't mean you don't still have an ego but if, but if, if you know what it feels like not to have one then you can take you can remind yourself of that i remind myself of that and uh it makes me a more sympathetic person makes me a more empathetic person i think i you know, had those two qualities to begin with but i think they're yeah. more I, I i think they're they're the, i those emotions are, are are deeper in me now um, I have more empathy and more sympathy, and I think, I like you were saying, I think the world would be a better place. I mean, it, it, you know, we're all going to have egos, but if you can remember, if you if you've ever experienced what it's like not to have one, you can remember it, and I think it, that 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 just be a good thing for anybody. But again, yeah. I don't know. See, I, I also thought about you know near death experiences. Is like, I don't know if everybody's is the same. I mean, it's like. You know, I, I can't imagine. They're remarkably similar when studied. They are. They're remarkably similar. Like the path of uh, to, to light, like a tunnel to light, that's like in 85% of all near-death experiences. It's pretty common. You have an exception. That's what makes it unique is you have an exceptional experience that is not like the pattern, uh, but there's a lot of depth to it. You know, it's not like you just were given some kind of, oh, life is grand and I get to ride a Harley or something. You know, it's like you had something that was profound to your own soul. Well, it also feels very consistent with love. You know, it's like, I, I think the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven or any, any utopian field that we can create with our mind is perfection personified of love. It's not removal of evil. Evil envelops, love envelops both. It's the yin and the yang becoming at peace with itself. And that's what you've done. You've kind of said, okay, there's a lot of bullshit out there. There's maybe even bullshit in me, but we're at peace. Yeah. And that's the power of it. It's this experience that gave you profound insight to healing and connectivity. That's when it's really powerful. And I think also to your point, Rich, is it's not like he's not coming on here to build a platform. It's just to share and process his own story. And, I, and, and what I love about it is it's so specific to you the story is is awesome because you you literally have this ironic event to die from and you made it through it but you also got this very deep with i it's one of the best near death experiences i've ever heard so like it, way it, it definitely it was, it was it was definitely profound and um i, I again I, I really appreciate you guys letting me on to tell my story one it's therapeutic for me to talk to you guys cuz you know 
Rich, I just met you in, in, in but I, I, you guys are just very intelligent. John, it's like, you know, through, through social media, it's like, you are, you, you, you are such a, you know, just awesome person. It's like, it comes across, you, you, it's like you are, you, you love deeply. And it's like, you know, I love your thing. It's like you, you, you finish your posts with, it's like much love. And it's like, and it's like, that's why I, I'm very thankful to get on and have this conversation with you guys to, to you know, one, to share my story, two, to get some feedback from you guys. And three, like I said, just to share my experience in, in you know, if, if whoever watches, the, listens to the podcast, you know, maybe it, it can give somebody just a little bit of hope and, or, you know, just that, you know, one, it is peaceful in the end. And two, you know, uh, all the stuff you worry about every day, it just, none of it matters. It just doesn't. Get up in the morning and you do the best you can. And but you, and we you, matter. We do yes, matter. Yes, Bullshit yes. doesn't matter. We matter. Yeah, that is the difference. Yeah, yeah. people matter. It's, yeah. it's like all the stuff we worry about. It's like, you know, everybody's just like, you know, Drugs and alcohol, and you know, in in therapy, and it's like just trying to find a way to just disconnect. It's, it's because they're just so weighed down by by life. It's like you know, it, there's so many depressed people out there, and it seems you don't have to be depressed. Well, I think a lot of people, most people, can fall into the rut of it doesn't matter. Like everything doesn't matter because it feels like that a lot of the time. And it's hard to stay in a space of it matters. It is that because that is love. It's to say I matter requires a lot of work and energy and it's hard to do. But when you get an experience like you had, it creates an engine that is extremely powerful, you know, because you you cannot ignore for the rest of your life that happened to you. Right. Yeah. And and the thing is, is that I couldn't ignore it if I tried, like I said, crosses my mind in one way or another almost every day but but like i said like i said earlier it's like i one place it really benefited me is just is the experience is i i can i can take myself back there and remind myself what you're what you're fretting about it doesn't really matter do the best you can whatever's going to happen is going to happen i mean it, it 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 really it's like wake up every day be the best person you can be, make the best decisions you can. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. I mean, that's that that's that's just the bottom line for me. I mean, that's 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 it. And I and I just that's a fantastic way to end it, everybody. Uh, so this has been living in the matrix. Uh, this has been one again. We keep blowing ourselves away with these podcast episodes, Rich. It's just like I love these conversations because they're very real about life. You know, I think we find a lot of people that are just um, want something real. And I think that's the signature quality of this year. I've been kind of unpacking this year on our uh, Instagram channel. So if you follow us, follow us on Instagram. I'm starting to share a lot of stuff on there too. Um, What's interesting is everybody has an experience and all they really want is the real. And I think that to me is what is kind of come out of this whole experience. So, um, all right. So please comment, uh, re- comment and uh, subscribe. If you don't follow us, we're also on YouTube. And uh, it's been a wonderful year. This is our last podcast for the year. Uh, so have a wonderful holidays. Enjoy your family and friends. Here's to a wonderful 2024. 
It's going to be. I'm projecting that right now. <laughs> All right. Much love, everybody. Mm -hmm.